In this bulletin, Labor sharpens its pitch to voters on national corruption laws. Another deadly shooting in the same Pakistan city where the Taliban targeted a schoolgirl 10 years ago. And in sport, an Indian cricketer handed a 14-year ban for match-fixing. With the latest SBS News, I'm Gareth Borum. The federal government has promised legislation to protect press freedom and strengthen the country's whistleblower laws. In a National Press Club address outlining more details of Labor's proposed National Anti-Corruption Commission, Attorney-General Mark Dreyfus says the government wants to protect journalists from being forced to reveal their sources. Safeguards would be added to current search and surveillance powers and changes made to the Public Interest Disclosure Act. Mr Dreyfus says the government is committed to restoring trust and accountability. Every new government comes to power promising to be better than the last. And voters, left repeatedly disappointed, <coughs> have rightly grown cynical. But in establishing the National Anti-Corruption Commission, our aim is to create a lasting body, one that not only causes our government to be better, but all future governments to be better too. Integrity should be above partisan politics. The Victorian government has announced a redress scheme for people who were abused in state care. The scheme will apply to the estimated 90,000 people who were in care between 1928 and 1990. It will include $2.9 million for the scheme's design and urgent hardship payments of up to $10,000 for care leavers in exceptional circumstances. Premier Daniel Andrews says the redress scheme recognises many of the children in care, sometimes known as the forgotten Australians, experience grief and trauma as a result of the abuse they suffered. He says survivors will be part of the scheme's co-design process. We say co-design because that's what it must be. This must be led by those who carry this burden, who have this grief and pain. Those with lived experience, those victim survivors and their advocates must drive the design of this scheme. Overseas and a gunman has opened fire on a school van in Pakistan, killing the driver and critically injuring a child. The attack has sparked widespread protests in the northwest of the country, with thousands of people taking to the streets in Mingora the same city where education activist and Nobel Prize winner Malala Yousafzai was shot as a schoolgirl by the Taliban a decade ago. The mass protests have brought the city to a standstill. Demonstrators demanded the immediate arrest of the attackers, with businesses and markets closing in solidarity. Local police say a hunt is underway to track down the shooters who fled the scene on a motorcycle. More data has been released from the 2021 census, revealing details about levels of educational attainment. According to the data, more than half of Australians has a vocational or tertiary qualification, a 20% increase on the last census in 2016. The most common fields of study are business, teaching, nursing and building. Western Health Nursing Unit Manager Moira Robles has told SBS News there's been an increase in overseas trained nurses on the wards. 
We've seen a gradual increase in our um, recruitment of um, overseas nurses. They're vi are vital to our um, workforce. Um, as you know, we've got that mass exodus of, um, you know, not just nurses, but all different types of um, specialties going and trying out different things. Our health system really needs nurses. In other key census findings, the number of qualifications in Southern Asian languages has more than doubled since 2016, becoming the third fastest growing field of study. The growth is in line with Punjabi emerging as one of the top five languages used at home and the continued growth in Indian and Nepalese communities throughout Australia. To sport and an Indian cricketer has been banned from the game for 14 years over allegations of match-fixing. Meha Cheaka has been found guilty of seven breaches of the sport's anti-corruption code by the International Cricket Council. The allegations include trying to influence aspects of the United Arab Emirates one-day international series against Zimbabwe in 2019 and fixing matches in the global T20 franchise in Canada. Tiaka has denied the charges, saying they are entirely false. The ICC's Integrity Unit General Manager Alex Marshall says officials will be relentless in pursuing anyone trying to corrupt cricket. He says the 14-year ban is a clear message to anyone intending to follow a similar path. I'm Gareth Borum, and this is SBS News.